Hello, friends and enemies, and welcome to Changelog. I'm Chris, your bumbling game designer. Today's a fun episode where my friend Matt uh, comes on to repeatedly try to sabotage my podcast throughout the entirety of the recording. But we have fun. We talk about Mr. Mime eating out of a dog bowl, for instance. Are you ready, IntroBot? Because I'm not. Let's begin. Let's just do this. Hi, it's play. I, I do the intro on my own, so I don't know why I always. I need to do the intro in the thing, so I'm not awkward about starting yeah. the. Do you want me to do the intro? Yes, do the intro. Okay, I don't know the intro, so I'm gonna make it up as we go. Uh, okay, hi, fine. this is Changelog, hosted by Chris Foster. I'm clearly not Chris Foster, but I am hosting today because I've taken control of his podcast. Apparently, welcome to Changelog. Let's talk about the things I've changed in Chris's game. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I got that right. Uh, I think I nailed it. But, oh shit! <laughs> Did I just lose my podcast? Yeah, I think so. Fuck! I think uh, now that uh, he's got some success, I think I'm ready to step in. Oh, uh, it's so <laughs> bless you for thinking I have any success. You, you, have, you have more listeners than I do on my podcast, which I don't have, which is probably why I have to now take in yours like a parasite and shit take control. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like to give this disclaimer because I don't know why. Uh, but if this episode feels different than some of the other episodes, it's because I, me and Matt know each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as two people who don't like talking to people who live halfway across the world from each other can know each other. It's <laughs> a really big qualifier you put on our friendship. <laughs> we know each other well as long as you consider how far away we are. Uh, misanthropy. It's, it's more like, imagine how, imagine how difficult it was for us to actually become friends. Um... And that we both just kind of. I I made it harder for you. <laughs> you did. You were you actively I, you actively resisted being. My yeah, I, I actively made it hard for you to you, befriend me. You and, tried to be mean to me and make me go away, and it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, just kept coming back. <laughs> it's only sometimes you can kick a puppy before it's like, all right. <laughs> I'm a real dumb puppy. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm so aware. Uh, oh God. Anyways, Matt is, uh, you know Matt already, because I say his name at the end of every fucking episode. Matt did uh, the intro and outro music. You just heard the intro music. You're going to hear the outro music. So, safe to assume Matt is a musician. Mm-hmm. That's, that, uh, I've been described that way in the past. <laughs> that, that may be his actual title. Do you have a title? Do you call yourself, hi, I'm Matt, I'm a musician? <laughs> of course you do, you're a musician. Yeah, yeah, musician. Yeah. I have to, I have to let everyone up. know. If they don't know, I don't know what I can do. I go to if a, you're not carrying a guitar, you have to open with, I'm a musician. Yeah, yeah I, I go to like social gatherings, like open with, hi, I'm a musician, my name is Matt. Like, <laughs> it's better to qualify that way around than... I've used the word yeah. qualify twice in this podcast, and now I'm going to be very aware of every time I do use it. So if I do say it again... And, and you're definitely going to use it seven more times. Oh, absolutely. If I do say it again, just like end the episode just 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 stop the episode tell me to stop it you're putting a lot of landmines in this episode oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the more the more opportunities i give you to stop this before it gets too far the the better um fuck how did i do my podcast oh uh so we're gonna break the ice uh my this we're seven minutes in and we're breaking the the ice all right cool yeah uh, the, the, also, the other fun thing is I also know I, I can't imagine I don't know the answers to all of these <laughs> but for our guests uh, we start with um, what is your what is a game in your game graveyard or a game you would uh, love to make but don't know how yet 
okay, so I'm only allowed to choose one. You just you just qualified this qualified. I just did it. End the podcast. Let's go. Uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. Well, bye everybody. Bye. Fuck. You just told me that, uh, that I can only pick one, so I will uh, I will pick. Um, I think it's, it's a game I want to make. Technically, I guess it's technically in my game graveyard, but I haven't given up on it. It's it's waiting to be resurrected, like some kind of. Yeah, so are all of them. Yeah. Like, necromancy is a big part of tabletop. Exactly. <laughs> I, I keep saying I'll come back to it, and then I work on something else, and I look at it, and I was like, ah. Um, so a game I really wanted to do for a while is, um, and I should I should open this up by saying I, the the main way I enjoy, the main way I think about games is I try to emulate other stuff that I enjoy. I, I'm so easily influenced by the media I'm taking in at the time. Um, yeah. Because I'm... Hey, this, is a, this is a podcast where the game I'm making is influenced by an anime exactly yeah and yeah. <laughs> three more animes that i shoehorned into it yeah uh so i i was i think i was i must have been watching a let's play of uh jack and daxter um oh my god exactly yeah that's like the remake of jack and daxter and the main thing of that is that you play as jack the burly protagonist but then he has his small companion daxter who does smaller things that only small companions can do uh you know fit into small places be sassy uh, uh, point things out, all that kind of stuff, and that got me thinking about other games which are like that. Uh, the other main example in my head is Ratchet and Clank, which I've adored from right. a very young age. Uh, you know, where you're again a protagonist character, and you have your small adorable friend who is sassy and can do things that only small, small adorable friends can do. The small robot this time, rather than the small animal. Um, so the game I really which arguably better. Yeah, absolutely, without question, because it has less feelings. Well, no. Right. Actually, Clank is full of emotions, so maybe my uh, my <laughs> well, arguments. That's a broken robot. You need to fix yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just tear that out. Um, <laughs> get, the, get that Shove out. Shove an okay. animal in there. It'll that. work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sonic, for teaching us the true way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what I want to do is make a game which kind of emulates that feeling of being uh, a a main character with your animal companion. Um, the the some of the ideas I had was that every other player or every player plays someone else's animal companion so you have your main character your avatar and then someone else can take over the animal companion for you i played with ideas of like you have your uh, they have tags or skills that they can do but they only apply in certain situations so then you could have a much more competent uh, uh, companion but you yourself would be less competent to, to make up for that so it's not like you're a super overpowered duo you'd have you'd be more equal, I suppose, in a, in a way, which um, I guess kind of goes against the entire pretense of the game. But that was like one of the, <laughs> the things I had kicking around. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think a, a game where you can play as multiple people at once without it feeling clunky. Uh, it, which therein lies the... Yeah, exactly. The rub, is the right? problem. Uh, one, of my, one of my... Again, talking about franchises, which I enjoy games of, uh, a game I really like is Adeptus Evangelion, where you play... A game of Evangelion, the robot about being troubled teenagers in gigantic robots, uh, and the the huge one of the huge flaws in that game is that you have two character sheets. You have your character sheet and you have your Evangelion's character sheet, and you're just keeping track they, of two things. And they also function differently. Yeah, exactly. They have different rule sets to play within. Uh, you know, you have to learn two different games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, a game I really enjoy, which has a similar kind of feel, is uh, Legacy. Life Among oh, the yeah. Rooms, which made by Jay Isles. Jay Isles? I think yeah. it's Jay Isles. Yeah. Jay Isles, yeah. Um, uh, I also just adore that game. Yeah, it's great. It's a uh, brilliant game. It's just, it takes learning to run, I think. Yeah. Uh, and learn, honestly, honestly, learning to play. Because, like, the players are asked to kind of step away from their characters mm-hmm. and play. Your faction like, and a character, yeah, a faction, which is in there in its own way, kind of like micro GMing. Yeah, 
and and it has its own character sheet again like your your faction yeah. has its own thing and it's, mm-hmm. although although your your singular avatar is part of the greater entity they still feel to me very separate uh, which might have been yeah. intentional i don't know but yeah it, it has that that again the idea of separation which i wanted to avoid with this uh i just i just realized i kind of I've, i'm kind of making this game right now yeah not re- not entirely, but I'm making a fucking Pokemon game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, actually, it's really good. A Pokemon really game good. specifically is not about battling; it's about overcoming things with your Pokemon. But you also have like a million Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do do the Pokemon feel like I, I've, I've read through the game before? But I, I think I couldn't play because I was exhausted or sick or something. Yeah, you were literally dying. I, yeah, um... you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you were supposed to play test Pokemon, and you signed on, and you, I could just. I almost got sick <laughs> through the internet. The, the germs came through the pipes. Uh, yeah, you were you were delirious. I think <laughs> yeah. at some point your internet died, and you were just like, "It's a sign." Oh, I should not be here. <laughs> <laughs> like you were given three seconds to think about it, and you just nope the fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as like the, the momentum ran out, I just uh, fell apart. I remember being very sick because I I did the thing where I I got a glass of water, put it down, and then forgot where I put it, so I just made another one, and I had four or five glasses of water just like peppered around the house, which is how I know I'm really sick, is I just I just forget basic timeline stuff. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, the Pokemon are definitely an extension of your character rather than their own characters, mm. so it's a different game. But it just made me think about it. If um if we we're making a more robust game, then a Pokemon like. The game you're thinking of making, like once you sort out how to do that properly, you could probably make a Pokemon game out of it. <laughs> yeah, like a, a, a fulfilling one, not not one where. Well, I mean, mine's fulfilling, but it's more about the the stories that you tell with your Pokemon other than rather rather than just fighting. I'm gonna shut up. That's what I'm gonna. Do. I get what you mean. Your your is is more about the like the cartoon version of of Pokemon yeah. rather than the the rough and tumble world of the video game Pokemon. <laughs> 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 the the world of violence. That's <laughs> a really funny thing, which is just uh, someone saying Pokemon are desperately trying to remind everyone that it's not dog fighting. It's not dog fighting. <laughs> it's not. Look at me. Look me in the eye. This is not dog fighting. Ignore that dog that's fighting the other distinctly different dog. <laughs> Remember when the Pokemon was screaming in agony? That's just them having fun. They're having fun. Yes, they're having they're fun. fucking. In, they're so into it, man. <laughs> they love it. That's Try how- to get them to stop fighting. <laughs> For two minutes, they can't. They just loved it. <laughs> It's definitely not like some kind of predatory instinct. No, no, they're just having a good time. <laughs> I like that. Um, I do like that's just like the buy-in you have to have is a. It's just completely okay for ten-year-olds to wander the streets by themselves, mm-hmm. and b. It's okay for these animals to fight each other. They're into it, and you just have to. You just have to accept <laughs> that or fucking not engage. Those are the options. The thing that always struck me uh, as I got older was. The fact that Pokemon are all really dangerous, not all of them, but so many of the Pokemon are just like these terrifying, lethal beasts. It's like, hey, this 10 year old. This is a giant dragon. Yeah, yeah this 10 year old has a <laughs> giant stone worm that digs through buildings and collapses them. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> one, of, one of them is literally wearing its mother's corpse. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's bad. This one kidnaps <laughs> children, but this kid's yes. got one, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay child yeah this is just this is my yeah i caught this one it's fine it hasn't kidnapped me this one's mine <laughs> how can you t- <laughs> but that kid who's been bullying me he's gone <laughs> he's gone <laughs> he's in bully now 
Oh, Pokemon's Pokemon's great. I love Pokemon wow. so much. It's such a dumb fucking I was going to say Pokemon's bad. It's like terrifying. It is bad. <laughs> so it's, That's why I like it. It's anxiety-inducing like nightmare world. <laughs> Imagine war in Pokemon. It's, it's just... Oh my god. These soldiers dragging these lethal hardened creatures with them. <laughs> oh. Also, like, some Pokemon are... God- like, here's my favorite. My favorite Pokemon fact are... Pokemon fucking eat each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Just a fucking that Pidgeotto literally wants to eat that fucking Caterpie. Yeah, and that it's good. adorable little Caterpie. If you'd left it alone, would have been fucking inside out. But mm-hmm. it's like it has no chance of surviving. It's this big, terrifying no. bird. Also, the size. Of, I know this isn't a Pokemon podcast, I apologize. <laughs> but the size of some Pokemon also it's just like it's just how do people yeah. get through the world? How do you get through a day when there's these building-sized creatures just wandering around? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad also, they found the technology to capture them rather I, than going to war. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get into this too much. But I just while we're on the subject, mm-hmm. human-shaped Pokemon are the worst. Uh, uh, I think you mean the best. Oh, how dare! <laughs> my, my favorite ones. Are, like the, my favorite one is Mr. Mime because he's just so distressing. Just, just. Like... I fucking <laughs> I I. Mr. Mime is disturbing as shit, mm-hmm. and then the, in Detective Pikachu, they do such a fucking good job with him <laughs> that I'm like, I'm kind of with you, <laughs> which I never would have thought before. <laughs> I think it's in one of the cartoons or, or uh, the the manga where you see Mr. Mime eating from a dog bowl. <laughs> that it might it might have just be fan art, but I, I I have this distinct memory of like seeing just Mr. Mime on the floor eating food from a bowl like an animal. And it's like that's a man-shaped thing, <laughs> just <laughs> shoveling food that's into his, his mouth. That's his. That's his fetish, Matt. Shut the fuck oh, up. I don't want to think about Pokemon fetish. That's that's. I, Mr. Why? Mime definitely fucks Ash's mom. I mean, yeah, but that's that's not what <laughs> we got. Okay, so <laughs> part two. No, hold on. We can't see. <laughs> we have to. We have to <laughs> pivot to a Pokemon fucking podcast. I should have listened to you and killed this last time. I, you said I the gave word. you. I gave you the qualifier, <laughs> and and me. you just you kept going. You were like, no, nah, no, nah, I can trust Matt with this. Uh, fool. How much of this what podcast is getting fool cut? I was ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, so. The world was so bright before, but now there's only clouds. <laughs> <laughs> clouds and Mr. Mime's face looking down at me. Oh. So, uh, <clears throat> God damn. Section There's two. a hard cut there. It's, it, I, it's because I cut out a shitload of us talking about how Mr. Mime fucks. Or, <laughs> or doesn't fuck. That's the new podcast. <laughs> so, uh, the, the actual meat of the show that, that we're now 20 minutes into <laughs> is uh, what specific mechanics, themes, or designs uh, make a mat game? Like, what's a game that just if you see something in it if you see this in a game you're like oh hello oh. hi how are you my name's Matt <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of things oh is there a couple of things I don't know I, I like robust magic systems I think uh, one of the first things that ever really drew me into games was the ability to do magic uh, my, yeah. my first game ever was Changing the Lost by White Wolf at the time I think it's, cha- it's changed hands now to Onyx Path um, mm. I know this very well I don't know why I'm pretending I don't uh, <laughs> but the first game I ever played was uh, Changeling the Lost and the the ability to do magic which wasn't like robust I throw a fireball magic uh, if you use the word robust I, that's my that's my new word for section two if I say robust too much cut the podcast fuck <laughs> I, and I'm gonna fucking listen to you this time <laughs> 
the ability to do cast magic, which wasn't locked in in that, that kind of Vancean D&D style. And obviously there's, there's definitely other games that are doing it at the time, but uh, Changeling was the first one which I really got my hands on and was really able to read. That gave me this this sort of change, this uh, ability to to cast magic in ways which is more like folklore or, or very thematic. I think the, the fact that it was so thematic, it was like a story game rather than being a dungeon crawler or whatever, was um, key to, to kind of shaping what I like in, in role-playing games. So really, really, maybe not deep magic systems, but certainly very vast or, or thematically pleasing uh, magic systems. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, the uh, the Mage the Ascension, the, the magic-based game for uh, White Wolf, I hate! I hate to the very core of my being! <laughs> But because it, because the because the magic in that is so like it's such a deep dive into making mechanisms and doing maths and and kind of having to build all the effects yourself and it doesn't feel fun to do it feels like I'm filing taxes to do a spell whereas for for changeling which funnily enough has more of like a contract feel uh, you you say I want to do the spell you spend the thing and do it but there's also a loophole which lets you cast a spell for free for instance. Uh, or they, all, all, the, all of them have a loophole that you cast them for free you just have to do like a weird folklore thing you have to spill yeah. a little blood or you have to touch a certain thing or whatever right um, I think so that's the, in, the big one in, cha- in Changeling what I, I, I may have missed it because you, you mentioned Vancian spellcasting mm-hmm. so it was like that too it, it had no it has n- nothing nothing like Vancian spellcasting at all you, you, you don't remember okay. a bunch of spells and then forget them as you go you have uh, you just you learn contracts which are like you know, it's a contract between you and this thing. So it could be a contract between you and an element, or a contract between you and um, uh, the concept of, of beauty or something, you know, something like that. You, you've made a contract with some kind of uh, idea, and then the idea gives you powers, but in return you have to pay it either by spending glamour, which is the, you know, the power source in, in Changeling, or you have to do the loophole, which kind of fulfills the same purpose, but it's a way to cast the spell without um, uh, without spending your resources. Also, if if it's what I'm imagining, it's also the cooler part, cool, the cooler thing to do. Yes, it's almost definitely like way more um, pleasing to do. It's not necessarily very easy to do a lot of the time, and I think that's the point. But it's some of them are just like so so on on, on point. Like I said, there's um. Uh, there's one where you okay. There's somewhere you have to just like, spill blood or something like that. But some of them are like you have to be under a full moon and otherwise be entirely in shadow, uh, or you have to be surrounded by a whole bunch of people and then you can like scream at them. And then that is like summer goes. All right, well this guy's clearly surrounded and screaming. Time for me to make them as strong <laughs> as possible. Cool, thanks, Dope. summer. <laughs> so, so uh, do you think they're not all spells? But the, the thing I'm thinking of uh, that does that for me because I've never played change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and I play, or have played, uh, or will play in the future, uh, Legend of the Five Rings 5th Edition. <laughs> like, and it got... <laughs> we're in all possible time frames. We have been playing yeah. L5R. We might be right now. Oh, I sniff really loud in the microphone. Can we do that again, or would you just like, leave the sniff in? I'll just leave the sniff in, it's fine. You'll cut it. <laughs> You'll cut the sniff. If you'd, if you'd just let me <laughs> be able to cut it out, then you talked about it. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. so they have a bunch of, like... That Ooh. kind of thing, where they have they have the, all these magical abilities and stuff listed out, and then like special effects that can happen with it, mm-hmm. and you can take those. I guess you don't get all of them though, huh? Uh, so you have to pick f- uh, pick and choose for L five R. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. There's, there's a similar. Th- it's definitely a similar thing. Like the magic in it feels more thematic, and you have to kind of work to make the the magic happen. 
uh, you, know, right. you have to gain more successes which I suppose it boils down to a dice roll but you can always improve your chances to help get those extra effects to occur and even then the, the, yeah. the magic it does it's still not that kind of I throw a fireball thing there is like shooting fire around spells inside that but um, you never just kind of go I throw a fireball 3d6 damage it's always like I roll a thing and I do a stance and yeah. all that kind of stuff there's, there's a lot more and then, stuff to it uh- I, I mean, I played a Togashi Monk, so my, my experience may be different. But a lot of that was like, basically, you, the cool, you could do a cool explosive thing at the beginning if you rolled high enough. Mm-hmm. But the actual spell was more like this is going. This is a you're gonna change yourself in some way to do something else. Like, it, it, and then future things will ch- future rolls will be affected. Yeah, uh, rather than. Like like the the quote unquote fireball was a special effect that happens if you were really good at this. But that's not the actual spell you're casting. Yeah, it's, it's the on, the ongoing passive it has is the is the main body of it. The actual thing, uh, and it's also real fucking cool. It's really cool. Uh, <laughs> Everything in L five R is is very cool. Um, as long as you stick to the new edition, they kind of ignore all of the old stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I I'm trying to think. I I always get get it wrong. I think I played second edition L five R before this one. And boy, howdy, I thought I hated L5R. <laughs> Turns out I hate second edition L5R. I, I think all my role-playing experience really summed up as, I thought I hated this game, then I played the new edition, and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I, I, can't, I can't think of a, a game where I'm like, I like the older edition better. <laughs> there has to be one out there, but I can't. I can't either, really. It's, it, I mean... I think part of that is is sort of tied into my ideals as an older person. Oh, older person, I'm so old. Uh, my ideals as I've gotten older have changed. Um, uh, like yeah. when when I read a book, there's certain things I'm looking for now. And, and older editions, although rules wise, you know, obviously the rules can reflect the time they're written in as well. Um, uh, the actual themes inside of the book and the language it uses can really change my perception of of how much I enjoy a rule set as well. So I think yeah. I think that's a big part of it as well which is kind of being that sort of social awareness yeah yeah i remember i i fucking hated fourth edition mm-hmm. and i was like i want to go back to playing second edition <laughs> and guess what i was dumb and wrong yeah yeah because fourth edition is the best one <laughs> no uh, well fourth edition's fine. Actually, it's i actually have a lot like i wish i had i wish i had given fourth a, a, a fair shake when i when it was around I don't want to play it now. If I'm yeah. going to play D&D, I want to play 5th edition. And honestly, most of the time, I don't want to play D&D. Yeah. Except sometimes I really fucking want to play D&D. Yeah. It, D&D is weird in that it has like 60% of it is really, really good. Um, it, you know, the, the theming is great. The, the the background stuff is great. It kind of pulls you in with these little character creation bits. And then the actual playing of it is a bit like just walking very slowly uphill. It's just... <laughs> I think... <laughs> it's tiring. I think the... I mean, we're not going to fix D&D on this podcast. Are but we? I think... They, they, I think the the main problem I have D and D is they're just not letting some stuff go. The things they have mm. let go of have made the game so much better. Yeah, like the things that they have they have like been like this isn't working. Let's try something new. They usually do a pretty good job. Like at least doing something interesting. But there there's a lot of stuff like <sighs> I, okay. This is a pet peeve, but I just hate the fact that like. I don't need a stat to be one to eighteen or one to twenty. Give me the the stat can just be the number. It can just be the number. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can it, have... it can just be the attribute. It doesn't need to be the. Like, it can just be the um, the thing it becomes. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't need the bonus. The, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's weird that it's... I, I can only assume it's there because of, like, one or two specific spells which affect the big number rather than the um, the derived... It, it was very important in earlier editions, and it's just never gone away. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, hi. 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 Hello. Hello. And Hello. welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. I'm Chris. And I'm also Chris. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> which one of us is real? Oh, I mean, I suppose if you listen to the episodes at all, you would know which one of us is real. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we've got robust magic system. Yeah, I said it. I can say it. Yeah, we don't have to end the podcast. That's fine. We all get one. No, we all get two. <laughs> we all get two. Otherwise, if I, if I gave myself robust. one, yeah. Okay, well, you just wasted one to now. Yeah, that was going to happen. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, I guess. So it's not really in your normal vernacular. I don't think. <laughs> is there <laughs> what, what what is there anything else that would make uh, a specific match game? Uh, I'm gonna, other than more rules. I'm going to click my mouse once. I apologize. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whew, funny. Um, <laughs> what else? What else makes uh, system I enjoy? Um, that's weird because I kind of enjoy a lot of things from a lot of different games. I never really. Yeah. It's never really like apart from apart from magic. It's it, it, that's sort of the big thing it pulled me in. Like you know, obviously I'm a big fantasy nerd, so so magic has always pulled me in. Um, you can just say nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't think I'm a nerd for all things. Like, uh, although I'm true. interested in sci-fi, That's very true. I'm not interested in like hard sci-fi. But I'm not interested in the hard fantasy either. So I don't know. I've, I've said the word hard twice three times, and I'm very aware of it. Um, you can't cut the word hard Matt, out. That's, Matt, that's, a normal, that's a normal word. <laughs> Everyone uses the word hard. I've said it four times. Real, real quick, man. I just want to check in. Are you okay? No, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm glancing towards my game library to see if there's anything else I particularly. I know, I know that like, uh, I mean, we all have like very specific things, but I, I definitely like, I was talking the other day about how, uh, I really like games that do one or two things extremely well. Okay. Uh, and like, like reinforce their own themes. Mm. So it kind of leads to, yeah, I like a lot of different games for completely different reasons. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think, I, I, weirdly enough, I might be on the other end of that spectrum. What I think what I really like is is games that let you do a lot uh, without necessarily being locked in on a theme. Um, mm-hmm. I think I really enjoy uh, the Star Wars game because, or the Star Wars FFG Star Wars game because you, yeah, you can tell so many. Yeah, I guess I'm a so fucking many... liar because that's my favorite. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess what it does is it lets you play Star Wars stories really well. It focuses in on being Star Wars, but mm-hmm. there's so many different kinds of Star Wars stories. So that might be an unfair comparison. But um, uh, yeah. Red Markets, I enjoy a lot, and Red Markets you can play all kinds of things within within the fiction of Red Markets, clearly. But um, and for to you listeners who don't know, Red Markets is a game about the um, the zombie apocalypse, but you still have to pay rent. It's an economic horror written by Caleb Stokes. It's fantastic. I enjoy it a lot. Um, also, it's very quickly, rapidly approaching reality instead of... Yeah, I can't wait to be undead. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? Me too. Hey, yeah, okay. Weird. Um, <laughs> don't know why when you do it, when I do it, it's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I found that's the case most of the time. Yeah, yeah. As long as I, as long as I, I if I do it, it, it's probably weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but that lets you again. That lets you kind of be all kinds of things within the game without kind of being locked into any sort of single uh, theme. Like obviously, you're locked within the theme of zombie apocalypse, uh, but needing to pay money. But you're you're never really locked into being um, 
using masks as an example masks is a terrible example because it's a game about being teenage superheroes but you're not locked into being teenage superheroes in in uh, or you're, rather in red markets you're not locked into being zombie slaying professionals or something you could be uh, like um you could be a, a nervous con man who, uh, who goes out on jobs because they need the money but they try to get everything they can out of the extra i, I suppose what i mean is you can kind of make any kind of archetype within a game i suppose it's where i'm going to in the, in the long run here um where it's not like D D where you choose your class i I like things when you can create your own yeah create your own character i, th- I think anything which has like a a more in-depth system for that without it being like uh, i um a st- I, I don't like story paths because story paths always feel like i'm having my my character's story told for me uh, which i know is not really how it's meant to feel but it definitely feels that way to me so um th- uh-huh. things like star wars and genesis red markets uh shadowrun even shadowrun i think it was like the um i suppose i got it again pulling myself back to changeling changeling does that as well um and i think it's probably why i got such a taste for it was i was able to make whatever kind of character i wanted without having to think uh of of what's their role beyond who they are if if that makes sense, that's a pretty bad sentence. Uh, all things all things given, but yeah, I, I think the the freedom the freedom to create characters how you want and having the systems built in that that help support help support that freedom. Whilst I, I guess, like you said, reinforcing the tone of the game, um, being able to do that uh, while still having the freedom to to make your own bizarre wild things i think this is where i I kind of sometimes struggle with pbta games because every time i read like the playbooks i think wow these playbooks are incredible these are great it's a lot of fun but if i choose to play you know if i choose to play the driver in in apocalypse world all i really have is driving uh and if, if i want to kind of diverge away from that i have to start spending a lot of experience points to become something other than a driver or to kind of personalize them more so i, I guess i like being able to personalize a lot in games it's even like like uh in even more traditional games like i guess well i know i guess in D D. oh well, no no because in D D you have multi-classing which is an entire you just take an entire level in a different thing yeah which is a lot of a lot of resources especially at higher levels yeah absolutely and uh, and you lock yourself off from being able to access the the higher points of your original class as well like like it, it's saying it's sacrificing something to gain something else which i i guess in many ways is, is what <laughs> a lot of games are about but um, uh, not being able well, to to have access. To, like, if I if I made a paladin and then I took two rank, ranks in fighter, I don't want to then lose my paladin stuff or like lose the high end paladin stuff because that stuff still interests me. But I have to I have to make the choice and never have access to it because no game ever reaches level twenty, uh, and I just have to accept that. <laughs> and it shouldn't. And it shouldn't. That's not. <laughs> I, I think I think I would like to. Do, I would love to do one campaign where I reach level twenty. Um, it's never gotten. That I far. would too, but it would have to be. It had to be very accelerated. Yeah. But at the same time, I think when you accelerate, I think there's a there's a balance. I think you could just skip, like, l- skip entire levels. Like. Oh yeah. Do a, like do an adventure and think to yourself, how big does it like, how what level do I want this next adventure to be? Okay, y'all are all that level mm. now fuck going from one to five but like it would still need the progression because you need to come from the thing the the thing dnd is supposed to do is a, a hero's journey thing where you're shit yeah and then for a long time you're still shit and then you're okay and then you can kill a god yeah yeah and you, uh, you want to figure out how quickly you want to get to the god killing levels yeah but there's the there's a point where like if you just I played a game. Oh my god! I played a one shot where we were like level fifteen or something. Mm-hmm. So that's a a. Don't fucking do that. That's a shitload of work for one fucking session. 
I played a spellcaster. Yeah, and you just you just have so much, and you're not you're not familiar with your stuff because you haven't grown yeah. up with the character. I, I casted one spell. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. But it, I I read seventeen thousand trying to figure out which one would be appropriate. Yeah, all we really need to do is choose one. <laughs> Part of what feels so good about killing that god is that you remember what it was like to slog through the fucking cobalt mine. Yeah. You, you remember uh, being small and, and weak and then being able to say, do you remember when we were this? Remember when we struggled against this thing and now we just kind of breeze past it? And, and yeah. Now that's literally the mooks. Yeah. And like you kind of get that feeling in, in video games as well, not to yeah. drag everything else to other forms of media, but there's definitely that sort of feeling of, of being able to run back through like an earlier area and look look at it fondly, but at the same time not be slowed down by the enemies because they're all running away from you because by this point you're a legendary monster to them uh, and <laughs> you've come to raid their town and, and kill them. Um, and and I, I think... Uh, Sorry, I don't know. I, I don't know where my brain's gone. I just I've just gone into normal talking to Chris mode rather than. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! You fucked up. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I think uh, yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of games would benefit a lot from just starting at a higher level, just starting at level ten, you know, or uh, yeah, or, uh, or whatever, and, and kind of because those those ten ten levels can be done in like if you play if you play every week, like you know, a, a year, year and a half. Um, Maybe more if you if you, you know, if you pace it that way, but like I can't help but think that the amount of time people have to play games versus the amount of time games might want you to put into them can be could be wild, wildly different. Yeah, and uh, yeah, D&D. I've talked a lot about how like for me as an adult, like an eight to twelve session campaign is about the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's just too many good games to to fuck around and play one for seventeen years. Mm. I don't disagree. I, I I finished a campaign recently, and I think it hit about twenty two sessions overall. Uh, but we our, our our game sessions are quite short, which I think is why we had such a high game a high game number twenty two sessions. That's like yeah. <laughs> nearly nothing for most people. Um, but our actual game sessions are about two and a half hours long. So it always felt like we were a bit short on time when we were playing, which I think is why it was acceptable to have that that longer week investment. Especially as we're playing every other week as well, so it was almost, I don't know, almost not enough time at all. Um, where was I going? Time investment. Yeah, time investments in games is weird. Oh god, I've just got my microphone. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh no. How? Okay. Let me make sure I'm like not too far away. There's gonna be a huge spike at around 48 minutes and 24 seconds. You want to like write that down? Um, that's me kicking the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm a professional. I'm so good at this. Oh. Oh, I've been meaning to get one of those like uh, swinging boom mic ones for a while, and I just haven't got around to it because they're expensive, and I don't do this very often. So it seems a bit like a, a weird expenditure. I've got a swingy boom mic thingy that doesn't connect <laughs> to my like. It doesn't like. There's nowhere to hook it onto my desk. Excellent. My desk is built in such a way it's just too chunky is the problem that's my fear of my one as well and i've got like a, i've got like a pull out drawer underneath my keyboard like my piano keyboard's on and we're just going to keep knocking it on that and it's just going to drive me mad but i'll find out in the future uh yep that's a problem for future matt. exactly speaking of a uh, problem for future matt let's talk about a problem for present matt okay. which is you've got to listen to me talk shit about my own Ooh, game where's now. i can't press the mouse otherwise i would leave the discord call and uh <laughs> i guess i'll sit here patiently uh, so this is it's good news is this is going to be a short one because it, it it could either be a short one or the longest one ever if I walk through every single minor change. <laughs> uh, but um, what's, the, what's, so, a, what's a really brief overview of the minor, minor changes? Have you just like stripped out 
bunch of small things? Have you changed anything? No, no, it's just... um, I mean, yeah, it's changing small things for clarity. Okay. Uh, Specifically for this one, in the last one, I had... uh, uh, Well, in the last two, actually, but I've been working on this concession mechanic Mm -hmm. um, where when you get a concession, you, like, the other person picks from a, a set of tables and then the person getting the concession... I fucked it up right now. See, I'm not looking at the thing, so I don't remember which was which. But when you when you roll a concession, one person picks uh, from the three categories, mm-hmm. and the other person picks an option off of that category. Yeah. And some of them were worded in ways that was very confusing. If you were, like, if the player wasn't giving up the concession, mm-hmm. like if the player was getting the concession, so I just reworded a bunch of things. Um, it's like I'm trying to the, the, the boring kind of uh, uh, again tax work of, of games is, is just making yeah. sure like, <laughs> the things you read make sense and like, it's it, I think it's a lot harder than people really give it credit for. It's fucking the 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 hidden horrible thing about game design is I I could this game was runnable by me in the first version mm-hmm. I know because I did it yeah you were there. I was there. <laughs> You ran it. Uh, <laughs> it was. It wasn't great, but I ran the. Fu- I ran that fucking thing, mm-hmm. uh, and and the idea of like explaining to other people how I would run this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, and that's all. That's I think that's all game design is in in the whole like. Yeah, it's a lot of it's making up mechanics and thinking of like cool interactions and stuff, uh, but the real nitty gritty of it is like. How do you make people play it right? <laughs> yeah. How do how do I express my thought process so people understand when they approach this game? This is the kind of vibe I want them to go for, and not like and also, the wrong thing. Not to say that fun is wrong, but it is, and they shouldn't yeah, they shouldn't funny. do it badly. <laughs> I I just um, but I also know like there are people there are people like me who uh, want to know objectively how you're supposed to run the game, mm-hmm. even if they're not going to do it that way. Especially when I first started out, like I needed to, I needed to have a level of system mastery before I'd run it. Yeah, you, you um, need a baseline to pull from. Yeah, and sadly, everybody playing this game is not me. So, how do I make them understand what? Because most of the time, like even just like explaining jobs to people, and like, oh, this is how this this job works this is how this ability for this job works and they're like oh so like this and i'm like oh no. oh no i need to rewrite that. how am i who how what did i write to make you think that fuck i think it's like it's a thing worth uh, asking as well like what how did you come to that conclusion you're wrong how did you come to that conclusion <laughs> you know you're right and if i were a better uh facilitator i would do that well, but in the moment i am in a panic next next plate like write down like a list of things that whenever someone like questions you uh que- <laughs> That's, that's the question. <laughs> Look quite how Destroy it's them. <laughs> Crush them beneath my Remove fucking them heel from the game. whilst reciting their offenses to me. Remove them from the game, bring in a new player, <laughs> just shuffle them out. They don't understand, it's their fault. No, uh, <laughs> but like having like a... I, I, um, when I... Uh, hey everyone, I, I take commissions from music and uh, but when I um, <laughs> when I do that, I, I will ask someone... I have like a list of things I ask people to make sure like the product's okay. And I think having like just like even just writing it down and being able, when it, when they ask you the thing, you have to run through your checklist of things. It's a bit like um, uh, cold callery, I guess, but it might be I don't know. It might be helpful to keep your thoughts going, and then it might help fix things like this in the future for you. Wow, I sounded quite yeah. condescending there at the end, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, you're fine. 
Um, the the next thing I need to fix is uh, the like since I have a concession mechanic now, the 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 agent special abilities are already kind of a concession mechanic mm. in that like if you fail, you can make this happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I I waffled back and forth on whether that should be that should replace the concession or not. I've landed on no. It should be in addition to a concession. A because letting it just replace a concession kind of feels. Eh, yeah. Bummery. And also, you you'd run into the thing of like, well, what if it's the GM's concession? Is then the, the agent special job ability that they take away from the GM's choices? Rather the GM's than, concession, yeah. or uh, or and I think the more interesting thing is to play out the concessions as they were, and then let the agent use their special abilities on top of that, and we'll see if that like adds too much latency. But I don't think it will. Yeah. By the end of the last play test. Uh, this is always the problem with these games. If I ha- so far, I've had two games that went well. Uh, this la- this most previous one and the the hurting cats one, mm-hmm. where nothing really went wrong. And in, in the change in the changes afterwards, I've, it just takes me for fucking ever because I'm like, well, what needs to be fixed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if nothing uh, needs to be fixed, I think what really tells you is that you need to run another game. Uh, and yeah. Then- You'd think. Yeah, I, there were things that needed to be fixed, but there wasn't anything big to sink my teeth into yeah. to make me like excited about it. I think. I, I mean, the question I have from there is: is how how long do you think you're gonna find big changes? Like, at what point do you I'm, do you let yourself oh, accept I, that there's no big changes to find? I'm, I'm almost there. Oh, okay. I, yeah. The this I think, I think this game is almost to beta. Ooh. Uh, I have I have one more playtest to run soon. Mm-hmm. And then once I get into beta, I'm going to run. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, I don't want to get into what's gonna happen because there's gonna be an announcement. There's still some moving parts I need to. But uh, there will be an interim thing, and then when we come back to Hard Space Hustle, uh, it will be a campaign, yeah. and I will have people who spend a lot of time with the game. Yeah. Which is uh, like spoiler alert. Matt's probably gonna be. Oh, hi, what's I up? I say probably. We've. Li- I've. Li- he's literally known he's gonna be one of those since the beginning. Yeah, I told Chris. I told Chris he'd have to let me on his podcast because everyone else I know is on one, and I'm <laughs> you jealous. You actually did. I think at some point. You, I think. I think at one point you just started telling me about the character. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I was like, I have to stop doing this because I'm gonna. Like, the game's gonna change. I knew the game was gonna change. Forever. But also, it's like I can't just keep telling Chris about a character I want to play because how boring is that? <laughs> Hey Chris, I was thinking uh, they could do this, and they might be this job. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> who gives a fuck? No one. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're 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 unless something goes terribly fucking wrong, mm-hmm. I've got all of I've I've cut out a bunch of things that didn't work, uh, and I've got I think all the parts that are in the game right now I really like, and it just comes down to making them good mm. and and like testing like actually stress testing them. Like, all right we're at a point where the game doesn't break on its own so now you need to try to break it yeah i need you to to um, figure out where really put holes to do in that it. i need people yeah to do that i need people who i don't have to teach the game to every set yeah which is like um, part of the campaign yeah well i say that uh, i think most campaigns i play with i teach people the rules almost every time so <laughs> to, to some degree yeah um oh so the the ai's not suited abilities used to reduce their i think skill and outcome dice to d4s if they weren't suited for their if their um uh avatars weren't suited to the task mm-hmm. and that was felt a felt that rolling d4 sucks yes let's like <laughs> that should be reduced that, that and with the new thing like it, it's it's a conscious choice to have a d4 in your uh control or effort uh and then like 
if you have a D4 and a skill, it's because you're just not good at it. So you should feel bad. Yeah. Uh, you should feel bad rolling that. But um, it also just, just barred, like, the, the avatars. It made avatars really siloed off. Uh, which was the point to begin with, but I don't like it as much anymore. Yeah, because um, if you don't spend all your time inside your ship, then it can be a bit like yeah, uh, so, the character. So what I've done is, if if your avatars aren't suited to the task, it just increases the difficulty of one, hmm. which is like a- as if the thing was armored. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah it, uh, it feels a lot more semantical than having your stats reduced. It's just yeah, it's just an increase in because you could still roll very low on both of those difficulties. Yeah, exactly. You can't, but but with a D four, you're not rolling above a D four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think, and we're gonna go with that. I've also just like I've been running my own game wrong. <laughs> okay, and and leaving the uh, well, I had I I remember why I did it is because the difficulties were too hard to begin with. Yeah, uh, when when the controls and efforts were so were so low. Well, it was back back when they were just attributes and outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um. Some of those were D4s, right? Yeah. Or, or, like, they could both be D4s. Yeah. And your skills... Like, you... Uh, 2D4 versus 3D8 is in, almost fucking impossible. Yes. So, like, uh, my default ended up becoming, oh, any check is 1D8 unless it's exceptionally difficult. I went... Well, I... I since I made it to where uh, stats are a sliding scale and you could have a D10 or a D6... Like, the standard is a D6 and a D10. Mm-hmm. Then I can... Like I was like, oh, I can up the difficulty to make it to where you can still fail sometimes. And I went and checked my difficulty uh, tables. Uh, I've just been playing. I've been running my game wrong. Is what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> the difficulties are fine where they're at. I just need to act, actually make people roll two d eight difficulties more often. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, so there's a a shorthand for major and minor concessions. Uh, as you're trying to sort out what they do, uh, sometimes they can actually damage people or objects uh and if they do like you need a number of an amount of damage for them to take um and before now a a minor concession would do four damage and a major concession would do eight yeah but the the idea of a major concession is it's something it's supposed to be something big a minor concession is supposed to be an inconvenience in the moment whereas a major concession is supposed to be an inconvenience for the mission right it can it could change things so i've i've bumped that up i think it just makes sense and we'll see it might have to come down but in my head a major concession doing 12 damage and a minor concession doing four checks out to me well 12 damage is enough to make you reconsider some things but with the new uh hit points and stress being the totals of three numbers instead of two um 12 even if you have fours in everything uh, well, I guess you have to have fours and everything for twelve damage to be able to take you out. Yeah, and no one, no one should have fours and everything. Well, I mean, you say that, but I definitely know people, including you, who would purposely make that choice. Uh, well, then it's my own fucking fault. <laughs> I made this decision. I got to live with it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I think, I think it's, it's definitely worth seeing in play. Like, like, like I don't, yeah. I don't know what the average, like the average health someone might have in this game is. Um, so if, yeah, you know, as long as it's above so, twelve, it's like probably fine. Yeah, generally speaking, unless you are uh, sliding your scale to the far end, uh, I think you should have one of them. Uh, one of them should be twenty-two, uh, and the other one should be twenty-six. Okay, yeah. So, so twelve is like, oh shit, that's bad, but it's not. Yeah, it won't. It won't take you out of the fight the first time it happens, unless I suppose unless it's been like a long fight. But unless you've unless you've literally like 
put D4s on all, all D4s on one side and all D12s yeah. on the other. I suppose, I, suppose, I suppose later into a fight it might seem more lethal as well, but like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I sort of remember the Hard Space Hustle is meant to feel quite dangerous, so... It's, so, uh, uh, yeah, encounters are supposed to last two or three rounds maximum. Yeah, so you just want to... Uh, so having that big hit isn't going to be surprising, it's just going to be part of the norm. Yeah, you're going to expect to take yeah. take some hits. And it's also, and it's also, also not again, the only magic having, concession, so the chance of it coming up yeah, is yeah, every yeah. single time. The, yeah, well, and also you pick things. Like, oh, yeah. it, you just don't don't pick pay a price or, or what is, whatever it is. Yeah. I can't remember the actual list now. Uh, because, like, if, if you pick... Uh, make things worse that's generally going to affect the environment and not you yeah um, so like you have some decisions you have some some choices mm-hmm. um, okay so this one I haven't done yet but I am going to do but it, it doesn't necessarily matter for the next play test because I'm not going to use the story path character creation for it anyways but I'm going to rewrite the story path character <laughs> I just, creation I just remember just like minutes ago I, I, I dug at the story path character creation yeah uh, fuck you, I guess, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> your, game, uh, your game's bad, uh, and you should feel bad. <laughs> I'm, but I'm going to rewrite it to make it less um, uh, confusing. Because mm-hmm. uh, what I did was when I made the, the story path thing, I just kind of crammed all of my world building questions into the story path. Yeah, and it, it's very clunky and hard to follow, and there's too many questions per step. Yeah, especially, especially um, if you're doing group like from the from the couple I've listened to the, from the group creation, it can be it can sound like everything kind of gets jumbled and. It's hard to keep track of who's where, yeah. or who's chosen what, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to rewrite that. Definitely gonna. I'm gonna though. Yeah, you get, it's gonna uh, happen. I'm also one gonna day. change it a bit. Uh, I'm gonna try to change it a bit to, and, and it's not gonna completely alleviate your problem with story path. But I'm gonna change it to be a little more open ended, mm. uh, rather than. I'm, I, I, my idea was I'm gonna try to give like a prompt of like what may have happened at this point in your story, and then ask you to tell me which abilities you're going to get and then tell me what situation put you in a there where you could get those abilities yeah rather than this happened which abilities did you use to get out of yeah i I think i to me that sounds like i know it's like how the game works for you so it'd be weird to demand otherwise it it makes as long as long as it feels open i i think it'd still work for me me personally who the only person writing this game for it would still work uh like as long as it doesn't feel like I'm like like you said like I I think it's the agent where it says when you're a child this happened uh, yeah what what did you how did you survive the situation and then when you're older this happened and like yeah that to me kind of makes me feel like my character my agent would be the same as everyone else's agent to some degree yeah. having also something I've noticed from the few times I've had people do the character creation is uh, they will just if they want to. They will just interpret that question however the fuck they want, anyways. <laughs> so, you might, uh, so, you, so you might as well open it up to be to be yeah. something else or make it more open. Uh, rather like than... I think a, an important part of playtesting is realizing what your players want. Oh yeah, I am. I am in the end making a game that I want to play, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm also make. I also want it to be fun and like that's not a thing that I need in this game. I don't need you to, to follow my specific prompts. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to, ha- I like games that have the prompts in case people need them. Yeah. Uh, so add, adding, the, adding, like you said, adding it like a suggestion rather than the thing yeah. is, is almost definitely the right way to go about it. So the, the, but the problem there is finding ways to rewrite all of them. <laughs> word, uh, That's why you hire writers, Chris. Oh God. <laughs> if I had money, if I had money um, and patience. <laughs> Oh, so this next one is, uh, um, 
I, I it's just that's something I forgot to do last time. Since I uh, changed, um, since I changed the uh, attributes and outcomes to controls and efforts, uh, that obviously changes how recovery works. Because mm. instead of rolling your fitness and your mind to recover things, like those don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, instead, you you just use the you use the highest effort to recover hit points and use your highest control die to recover stress points. That works. Yeah. So. You're still rolling for them, but you have the highest possible one. Yeah. So, so you have the best chance. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be a dick and say, use your you lowest one. Yeah, blaze in the dark. Because again, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Blade. <laughs> we see you. We know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, oh, um, I wrote I wrote a mission creation uh, tool for the last game, mm-hmm. but I literally just wrote it like hours before the game went so i didn't write how to actually like how to have the gm run through it so i wrote that for this one uh just so people it's not just a list of prompts (laughs) (laughs) with no explanation as to what it is are Um, are you going to use that next time you run a playtest uh yes but i'm going to guide it a little bit for the specific next thing that's coming up Mm -hmm. uh because the next playtest is going to be testing the racing mechanics okay um so you're going to guide it towards racing? <laughs> yeah. Well, so the the next change... Uh, yeah, so I'm going to ask them to guide it. It's fine. We just yeah. say, hey, let's let's keep in mind this is going to be a racing Yeah, and uh, then they'll ignore uh, you like, and they'll make a bunch of movies. Oh, my kids. God, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the way I'm handling... I'm going to change how I was handling racing. So racing had its own table for what happens on a failure. Yeah. Um, but that was written before I had the concession mechanic. So I'm just going to write a new concession mechanic ge- geared towards racing yeah so these are the 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 options you can choose that would reinforce that this is a racing role you have made um are you gonna do rather than sorry carry on i'll ask a question after you finished what you said well the 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 only thing i was gonna say about is that if that works well i'm also going to do the same thing for the beach episodes okay is that's gonna be the main the main difference for beach episodes is it's gonna have a different less um, severe severe concession mechanic yeah concession table are you going to do a, a similar concession table for things like hacking and stuff like that like a, um, like a I, I, might, I don't think i will i think that like, so if it, like when if we're going through a camp the campaign and we find that um it, the, the the main concession mechanic doesn't work super well for that hmm. then yeah i would for sure, I think because I think that's a, a pretty lightweight way to reinforce themes of the things you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but also, I I I don't want to have I don't want this to be like a million fucking yeah yeah look at yeah so so it's, it's just adding think, a table for every time you think oh this will need this I'll add a table <laughs> that's yeah, how, that's that how point, I solve problems use a, probably isn't there. use a different fucking table for every goddamn <laughs> skill roll yeah. I don't want to fucking do that. Um, so why do, you, why do you think is it just racing that gets it or is it like vehicle uh, vehicle actions in general will get this like second table so it's, it's racing because um, the, the the actual racing mechanics are are a toolkit for a job mm-hmm. uh, and otherwise you can use a like it's an expanded rules um, because it, it, normally if you're just doing a race you could use it as a chase scene which is another mechanic a much simpler mechanic yeah but it you can't make a whole session out of a chase scene no whereas you could make a whole session out of a race right okay i'm with you it's it, uh, i don't know it's kind of funny to me that you it's like this 
not not funny like in a bad way but it's it's kind of funny that there's uh this whole game about being you know agents in space and like criminals and this kind of stuff and then also here's my racing mechanic <laughs> yeah well it's it is a death race yeah so. yeah I, think, I, I know i know canonically there's like a, an interesting thing to the racing i just i don't think something is very appealing to me about yeah, the fact here's that the racing here's, here's my cool racing uh, mechanic you guys don't forget that. <laughs> it doesn't help that like i know i know racing mechanics suck yeah and i know that i'm not like some sort of fucking mastermind game designer mm. so i'm like Ooh, what are the odds of this sucking? Oh, it's pretty high. <laughs> well, at least your race mechanic is just the same mechanic with a different table. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm hoping you know, Star, I'm Star hoping Wars or something, work. where it's, it's, it just feels like a different sub game kind of tacked on. I think I mean that's the same yeah. for like vehicles in almost every game I've played though. So not in this one, oh, damn no, it. No. It's just the same game. Uh, it's same fucking game. You the, the vehicle has its own stats, but they work the same as yours. <laughs> exactly, and that's how that's like that to me is how it should be. It should just be I, the same yeah. thing again. Oh, uh, the one thing I didn't uh, list in here, and it's it's because it's not actually written anywhere in the book, uh, is that I'm just I'm gonna stop referring until I unless I can think of a way to tie it better into the actual things you are doing in the game. I'm gonna stop referring to this game as anti-capitalist because yes, it doesn't. Uh, it, it definitely portrays capitalism as bad yeah. and not good and, and not that like the American dream is a lie. Uh, but you're not fighting capitalism. Yeah, you. I mean, you're, it's not pro-capitalist. I don't think from my my. Um, well, I mean, you do steal money and you need money, but you need money because you're oppressed by a capitalist system. Um, mm-hmm. But I've I've never. Oh, my brain just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I, I I never really got the impression of it being anti-capitalist. Um, was it was that like a, was that like a hard goal at the start? Or was it just kind of like a theme you were pushing for, which doesn't really manifest it? Yeah, it was a theme I, w- I was pushing for that I, I kind of hoped I would end at mm-hmm. at some point. It wasn't in the mission statement. It was something that I realized, like, oh, wow, this game really paints capitalism in a bad light. I wonder what I can do with that. And I'm sure th- I'm sure I could if I really wanted to push it towards that direction. Um, but I-, I keep saying this game is about a, a depressed weirdo found family in space. Mm. Uh, and I think... I think that's the game I'm making, and I and I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Cause it, uh, otherwise, it's a bit like it's about a depressed weirdo family in space. In and then in brackets, and also <laughs> we hate capitalism. End brackets. And also fighting capitalism. And also fighting capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, it, that's just more of a a, a like designer note yeah. rather than a change. Um, I, I don't think anything in the I, game I really like leans towards being like you know. Uh, nothing in the game really like leans towards being uh, like hoarding wealth or, or you know capitalism in general. I don't think so. I think you're like I think the the only like super liberal like sorry the super capitalist space which is you know the liberal liberal hellscape. Um, uh, I think it, it paints it in a pretty bad light. So I don't think you ever really have to think people are going to come to this game and go oh finally a game for me the pro capitalist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a game that's caters uh... to my needs. But that's that's basically it. Uh, th- not a whole lot of like it's not none none of any really big changes. Yeah. Just like I don't know. I'm getting I'm both getting excited and also frustrated. I'm excited because I want this big change to happen mm-hmm. and I'm I'm ready to shift gears into like really digging into this and because I know the beta period is going to probably be pretty long. Yeah. Um, because despite the fact that I've sh- sh- set out to make like 
You know what? No, I think I am on task to make the size game I wanted. I just... Yeah, it's around 100 or so pages, isn't it? It's at 77 right now, yeah. but that, that, that's with, like... It's so it's it's going to be over 100 for sure. But uh, I want it to be around 100. Yeah. Um, if you start being asked into it as well, it's, it's going to naturally get bigger purely yeah. from, like, losing but word I, space to, to fruitless, needless pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I I'm also having because there's nothing like big and exciting to tackle. I'm finding the nitty gritty hard to, and I think part of it is just my how, how my brain works when I get excited about things. Is that I'm not excited about changing this. I'm excited about what I can get once this is changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is bad, bad, Christopher. I think it's also like you're kind of in the fine detail work at this point, and. Uh, I, I have a similar thing like as, as soon as it starts to become like okay I need to tweak this slightly to make this better I need to do this slightly to make this make more sense it's boring like, like I've done my big thing I can hear that I can hear I can see the big thing it's done enough I can just release it now right but like yeah. it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really work but, until all the little bits are good so I, I get because you. like like you said earlier like really I didn't need to do a change log mm-hmm. is the thing I think that's the biggest problem I did have. I say that I needed to <laughs> well, you said that like I needed to test the game again. Oh, right. Yes, because I did because I, I didn't break it. Um, but uh, I, I I also I need I needed to add the racing thing, uh, and like there were some changes, uh, but nothing like I need I where I'm at right now is I need to test this game again, mm-hmm. uh, and see if it see if it breaks on its own if it can if it can run. Oh, buddy! If it can run two sessions in a row without breaking itself, <laughs> I will be so happy. How, how big a break does it need to be for you to consider breaking itself? Is if it's like a small thing, could you tweak it without considering a change log, or would it have to be like? Yeah, yeah. At this like, point, at this point, I'm tentatively confident enough to say like I don't need to. I don't unless it. So the the method I've been taking right now is uh, the the reason I say that these two games. Like two games I said that weren't didn't break or weren't garbage, are those the two that I ended the session not wanting to give up the game design? <laughs> <laughs> I finished the game and I was like, that wasn't bad. I mean, Which <laughs> is that a sign that the game's better, or are you just for some reason more confident? Oh <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I just laugh at the idea of you being more confident. <laughs> it's yeah, very, no, I have, very I cruel have of so me. <laughs> No, it's just true. It's just true, man. We shouldn't laugh about it. It's just support you. You're my friend. Question mark. Am I? Uh, so, <laughs> I'm working on it. I've been doing better. I'm, I'm really strong now. I'm blooming and strong and confident, y'all. I don't even want to know. I didn't cry today. I didn't cry for four minutes. Uh, uh <laughs> but that brings us out of changelog. Ooh. Uh, and to our, our closer. Ooh. And honestly, the part I'm the most nervous about. Okay. Because you already are a bit of a control freak. Yes. And normally, I say I will only let you hold this crown so long because I don't want you to get assassinated. Uh-huh. But for you, you only get to hold the crown long enough to make one decree because I'm afraid of you just will leave with I, it. Yeah, I will become a tyrant. And uh, yeah. there's, there's no question that... Yeah. things will become like a bad dark hellscape type situation yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll be like a bone so throne at least gonna... one bone throne <laughs> so i'm gonna place this this crown on top of your get your your noble brow okay. and say you are now the monarch of all gaming and you get to issue one decree okay 
uh, to, to all of gaming as to what they should do with game design uh, or or the the tabletop community as a whole or you know just talk some shit i don't know right. what do you want to do but i'm gonna talk some shit no uh yeah. I, I think i have i i so i i've been thinking about this a little bit because um i overthink everything i think if, Hello, me too. <laughs> if i were to give like a decree to the, to the game community as a whole it's it's run more games uh don't play more games i don't care about you playing games don't come to me asking to play a game y'all don't play enough games exactly. motherfuckers run more games i know because uh, behind, uh, i don't want to okay you know finish your decree and then I'll okay <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want everyone to run more games. i want people to run games with too many rules i want people to run games with like no rules at all i want <laughs> i i know uh <laughs> i've i've done it and i you know i i think the important thing is is to run them because it gives you a better idea of how you run games and where where you find fun and how to best give fun to people and also and i know this sounds very weird it helps helps show you how people who maybe aren't in the game community as much as or aren't clued into the game community as maybe we are like it helps you learn what they want from games as well and i don't i don't mean that like you're not learning it from the game itself but if you play with people who don't play games often the the insights you get from them is so significantly different from people who are like you know in the weeds in in game design uh, i last summer i ran a game and uh, three of my players had never played role-playing games before one of them had played uh, one of them with me prior uh, previously and then one of them had played quite a lot um and the one who played quite a lot you know played in pretty much the way i expected but the everyone else kind of had the things they appreciated in games were maybe things that by that point I didn't really think of as being particularly important or um, uh, I won't say not fun because that's not true but to me they weren't the focus anymore but to them it was like the biggest part of the game because yeah. because I, I, I guess because to them it's like the interesting part uh, and if, if, you're, if you're always making something it can be very easy to forget or if, or if you're always talking to people who are in the business as well, and this, I, you know, you, I'm applying my music knowledge here a bit. Like, if I only ever talk to other musicians, I'll start writing music for musicians, and there is nothing more boring than music for musicians. Like, it's it's you know, it's it's music teachers playing jazz chords to each other. No one gives a fuck. It's it's terribly boring. It's very competent. It's it might be incredible, and like the stuff inside there is is brilliant. But people outside do not care, and I think yeah. I think for me the same would apply for games as well when i when i ran a game for people who, who just did not play games often they delighted in things that i kind of forgot people delighted in because they weren't jaded <laughs> to the game community or or yeah. weren't used to things uh, inside games all right i'm gonna snatch this crown back because you you sneakily made two decrees there yes uh <laughs> well i think it was like it was like a sub clause my first degree. run more games but also run them for more people <laughs> Yeah. Don't just play so, with your group. <laughs> That's three degrees. Uh, behind the scenes, Matt, Matt and I are forever GMs. <laughs> we we have found each other and thus sometimes get to play games. <laughs> we run for each when other. When the other one runs. Yeah. Um, motherfuckers, we need more GMs. And and I want to say, like, uh, fucking just, like, it, it, I know it's scary, but, and, and like, yeah, you're go- you might suck. You might suck at first. But, uh, fuck them like you got to learn somewhere and the more gms we get the better um just and also being a gm makes you a better player yeah absolutely learning it from the other side of the screen is is essential i think 
It also, it, and I think it does a pretty good... Most players I've played with who are problem players, the problem they have is they only care about their character. Uh, th that's all they're interested in is their character and what their character can do and what is happening with their character. And being a GM makes you... Unless you're a shit GM uh, from the Dark Ages... <laughs> You have you have to care about all the characters. That's your job, uh, and, and you had to tell an interesting story with them rather than on your own. I think further than that, you have to care about the entire world of the game. You can't just care yeah. about like the small bubble around your character. You have to care about so many, so many things at once. Um, yeah. And every every player I've played with who is who I'm like I want to play with that person again. And like, and will repeatedly want to play with them are people who uh, are excited about other things happening, other that aren't necessarily just for their character. And me. And also, yeah, because you, <laughs> you're just funny enough to to overpower the yeah. fact that you're kind of a shit. That's that's the second. If you're funny enough, people won't care. That's why. Yeah, like let's be honest. well. If you're funny enough and also know when to fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you know how to keep the, fun, uh, the table fun, it, it can be fine. Yeah. Um, but also, like uh, on on your point of like playing with people with new people, I some of my most fun, uh, some of my most fun have been with people who have never played an RPG before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the first Madge, we who are one of our both friends. Uh, I think the first the first game I played with her was the first game she had ever ran, ran mm -hmm. and was like the fourth game she had ever played. Yeah. And it was and and she just took to it. I've had it. I've had that a lot with like playtesting games because people, I, for some reason, people have never played a game before are like, yeah, I'll playtest a game because I, I think they they feel more comfortable knowing that it's not a finished game and if it fucks up, it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, my most recent playtest of of Dabani was with two people, one of which had played one game and one of which had never played a game before in her life, and. They both they both took to it so fast and just went for just went for things. Yeah. They just try. They're like, all right, cool. I'll I'll accept what you're telling me because I don't have ten years of other bullshit to like sort through. Yeah. There's no preconception. I, there's no like, oh, I've heard about bad GMs type business. It's just just jump in. So I f f and don't be wrong. There will be bad ones. There will be bad new players. But that's fine. We all started there. Well, not all of us. I, was, I, I started as a GM, so I, I've got <laughs> yeah. I've got such a bad frame of reference. What it's like to be a bad player? Uh -huh. Like, I mean, I am. Uh, I, I, I choose to be a bad player now. That's it was like a, it was a, it's, on it's a conscious choice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's a good decree. I like that decree. Yeah, it was kind of uh, three decrees in the end, but uh, it's like yeah, it's, it's like a yeah. We did know I was a tyrant, and my reign would be yeah. long and bloody. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming on. Yeah. This was this was great. Thank you for coming on my show, Chris. Uh, it's, uh, it was great seeing yeah. you. <laughs> for for uh, anybody who doesn't know, like uh, you were you and Riley were the two people who were there for like the birth of this idea that I had, mm. uh, and it was real dumb that I hadn't had you on. Yet. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's that. I, I uh, not to put myself down. I know one that I know Riley's decree was like you're not allowed to put yourself down. I'm not like a, a particularly big game design guy. I'm a, I'm a I'm a music nerd who just plays too many games, so I'm not. I, was, I, was, I wasn't too surprised. I wasn't on quick enough. I wasn't on soon enough, Chris. That wasn't it. I guarantee you that wasn't no, I know, it. I know. My biggest problem was Matt's gonna tear me a fucking new one. <laughs> I 
don't think I did. I think I was pretty. No, you were great. I had, I had one. <laughs> You're pretending because other people are here. I had like one small thing like earlier, and I was like, nah, just it's it's so small. I'll just I'll just yell at him at Discord later. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> do you want to do it now? Or do you want to like jump back? No, do we dare? Do we Bye, everybody. Chris, Chris, do we dare jump back and Goodbye, break, the, break the continuity? Are we going to break the timeline? We're done. Are we done? Podcast over. Oh, is it? I'm still recording. I'm going to stop recording. Don't. Don't leave me. <laughs> I guess I'm recording on my own. <laughs> Bye, Chris. Test complete. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Matt for coming on the show. Links to his Bandcamp and SoundCloud will be in the show notes. And you, as always, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. You can support us by following on Twitter at PlaytestPod. Download all current documents for this game at Playtest.pub. And find a link to our Discord from either of those to join our creative-friendly community. And remember, everyone, the world might suck sometimes, but you don't. And together, we can all give Matt our money for dope music. I should have looked at my level before I Um Oh god oh, oh. Okay, okay, ah. okay. I, I just slapped my microphone okay. so There's like a little vibrating going on It's, 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 it's fine All right. I'm gonna clap on zero Okay Three, two, one Awesome Nearly. Only 10,000 seconds left <laughs> uh, They had to pipe it under the ocean It's fine <laughs> The problem is the distance that the internet has to go It's not the uh it's not me just being really slow on the uptake. Like, <laughs> I should be good at rhythm, but I'm actually not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, this is going to be a really interesting one. I know, like, I did it with... So I, I recorded with Fez. Mm-hmm. I think the last episode. I think the last episode of Fez. Uh, was Fez it was, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I remember it being the whole time being like, oh, no, Fez and I talk all the time. What are we going to talk about on this? <laughs> And you and I talk even more than Fez and I do. <laughs> yeah, we, we do talk too much. Entirely too much. Honestly, yeah. I wish you would shut the fuck up. I wish I could. Uh, <laughs> so all the ideas come spilling out. I mean, everyone has to hear them. We, we haven't... You're not using any of this in the actual thing, are you? I'm gonna, no, no, no. Right, I'm going to boost my signal slightly because I am a little bit low. Da-da-da-da. How's that? Am I good now? Matt? Matt? Come on. Matt? Matt? Come on. Are you good? You good? Ooh, <laughs> Matt, you ooh, get your shit together, ooh, but... ooh. I've gone too high. I've gone too high. All right. Okay. Good. Uh, no, no, I'm peeking. Sorry, this is going to bother me. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't taken the time to set up my, my audio thing uh, in my new house. So I'm in like a weird angle and my knobs uh-huh. are all weird. My knobs are weird. <laughs> um, so, uh, just recording with an audio professional. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just looking at my waveforms. It's like, oh, well, the compressed one's fine. It's exactly where it should be. Actually, it's a bit overcompressed now because I've boosted my thing. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I use that as a way to test my piece. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Use we're good. your own catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's professional audio work. Don't use any of this. Cut this all out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got it.
do you summon? Uh, no, just cut the entire podcast. Start again. Okay. Can't do. I'll find someone else. Thank you. So should I get a notepad? <laughs> no, no, I've got a notepad. Okay. I'm fine. Good, good.